Hey guys, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. This is episode number 16. Today I sat down with Elise Buckin, who is a performance coach. Uh, she's a former client. She's someone who has undergone a really big change over the last kind of 12 months in going from being a conveyancer to being a coach. Uh, we talked about her, I guess, struggles and getting through an eating disorder when she was 16 for, for about six years she dealt with that and was able to come out the other side um, a stronger happier human we talked about how, how her mindset changed through all that and I guess the way she looked at food and exercise um, and how she was able to yeah, change the way she looked at all of those kind of things uh, we spoke about her doing the internship and what she learned from it uh, and I guess all of the things she's learned um, becoming a coach and, and changing careers over the last 12 months so this was a lot of fun for me I'm sure you guys will enjoy it too if you have any questions or queries uh, shoot us an email or send us a message enjoy My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Elise Buckin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Super excited. First question for you. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh, probably knowing that I'm going to train. Awesome. I love training. Um, it was probably something that kind of pushed me out of bed at 5.30am most mornings. Yeah. Um, to either be trained by you or train myself. <laughs> So yeah, I still love just knowing that I'm gonna train the next day and what I'm, how I'm gonna push myself, how hard I'm gonna push myself, what I'm gonna learn. So awesome. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. What's your favourite part about training? Um, I love the way. I guess I like the way your body feels during it, like especially when you have pushed yourself pretty hard. Yeah. Um, well, you work through that, not being able to telling yourself you can't do it. And yeah. You work through it to be able to tick it off. Yeah, it's satisfying. Or when you go to do an exercise and you found it really hard one day and then you all of a sudden do it and you're like, yeah, that was pretty cool. So the improvement, the yeah. constant improvement. Yeah. And just afterwards feeling really energised for the rest of the day, you know, just and it kind of sets you up for the rest of the day as well with your food and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, if you take training off in the morning then you're going to eat well and you're going to drink yeah. water and you're going to have a good sleep and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Did you always love training? Um, not really. I, I've always loved live, like living an active lifestyle, but it was never um, something I enjoyed doing until I really learned about what I was doing. Otherwise, I was kind of just doing it to try and stay fit. Yeah. yeah. What, what are the main, I guess, things you learned about training and about yourself and about how to go about it that have, that's helped you kind of get on the track of being a weapon? Um, well I guess going way back my background um, I was really unwell for a long time 
um, which was something I kept to myself for a really long time, for yeah. about six years. So, um, When you were a teenager? Yeah, yeah. started about 16. Um, just, you know, started to, my body started to go through these changes. And I was always so tiny growing up. And then all of a sudden I saw my body changing and I was like, oh, you know, I need to watch what I eat now. I need to start going to the gym. Yeah. But it kind of turned into a really unhealthy obsession. So, um, and that eventuated into an eating disorder for about six years. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, I really was on the path that I wanted to get better. Yeah. That I decided to join a CrossFit gym. Awesome. Um, Looking back now at that that kind of eating disorder phase, yep. what were the <clears throat> what were the traps that you kind of fell into? Um, it was definitely uh, nutrition. Yeah. So in my head, it was you had to eat minimal food to stay thin. I had no idea about anything about nutrition. I was I wasn't educated on it. So pretty much anything that I thought of eating was bad. Um, so that that affected. You know, going out with friends because I didn't want to, couldn't control what I was eating. Um, it, you know, it'd leave you with the feeling of guilt. Um, yeah. What was your main mindset change? Like, obviously, there's been a big change, and a lot yeah. of things are different. Change, a lot of things have changed, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that as we go. But from a purely eating point of view, between you look at yourself now and we go back mm-hmm. six to since you're sixteen, what's been the main mindset change? Uh, the main mindset change would be that I now know that my body needs food in order to um, exercise. So I look at food as fuel. Um, I mean, when I first started doing weightlifting, I, I went into it still not quite well. Yeah. And I couldn't, I could barely lift weight you know I felt really tired and lethargic and I thought I can't do this unless I fuel myself so I started eating to fuel my exercises and then it shifted my mindset that's super cool yeah that's really cool how did how important was jumping to CrossFit to kind of getting you to where you are now it was probably the first stepping stone so it was probably just joining that group setting of being pushed by the people and being motivated and inspired um, and wanting to be strong and healthy, not um, skinny. I guess I started to go to CrossFit trying to beat, you know, get your top scores on the board. It wasn't yeah. about going and trying to... Be skinny. Yeah, it was just being strong. Yeah. And then that's what started to fuel my exercise. Yeah, that's really cool. So being yeah. strong rather than skinny, turned, like that was the turning point in terms of mindset. Yeah, and I guess I turned an unhealthy obsession into... A healthy obsession because I am still pretty obsessed with exercise yeah. but it's different it doesn't rule my life like it used to it's not a chore anymore that's really cool and you actually look forward to it and you look forward to improving and, yeah and challenging it. yourself and and things like that yeah and I know the way my body works now it's awesome I know, I know how to manipulate it if I want to I know what food what it does to my body so that's cool what, Understanding. what advice would you give to someone who might be 16 and might be struggling with their eating and their mindset, what advice would you give them having been um, through it all? From what I've been through, I would, if they're looking at wanting to exercise, to find find a coach and be educated on proper new, proper training and nutrition. Um, as soon as you, you're educated and you understand, you 
you know what, I guess, how am I trying to say it? Well, we know better, we can do better. Yeah. yeah. It's just understanding just quick, just changes the mindset, you know, because otherwise you think that um, you have to exercise to be skinny and you have to eat less food when it's the complete opposite. So yeah. I'd definitely say just find find a coach and just be educated. Yeah, and I, I guess that's something that it's been really cool to see your journey over the last what, two or three years now, going from a friend to a client to an intern mm-hmm. to seeing you as a coach now it's been really really cool how's your how's that journey been for you like obviously let's start way back from the start when you weren't coaching what were you doing and and how did you get into coaching um i was doing conveyancing and i just fell into conveyancing because i had a reception job as a 17 year old and it just kind of got me into that job i i always liked through high school i liked the thought of being a personal trainer but i thought no, I just like being fit myself. I don't know if I want to do that for other people. Yeah. Um, and then my partner, Paul, started... Shout out to Paul here. Yeah. What <laughs> started being trained by you and he always went on about it and how good it was. And um, he'd stopped doing CrossFit. He was the reason I got into CrossFit. He stopped doing CrossFit and started seeing you. And he was like, you know, I think it'd be really good if you just come and see Lockie. So... I was like, all right, I'll do that because I was starting to have a few issues with my back and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I just sort of eventuated into me reaching out to you, um, learning the right way to train. Back in the shed. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I still remember my first time walking in there. Um, And I almost remember feeling like almost like frustrated because I'd gone from CrossFit where you're lifting weight and you're doing so much and then you really stripped it back. Yeah. And you, you know, you wouldn't put weight on the bar and it was very technical, but I'd always leave feeling like I, I gained something that I really knew what I was doing, picking something up each time. That's cool. So, uh, you know, I just kept at it and then slowly, you know, you'd be like, all right, cool, we're going to pop some weight on. I'd be like, yes, yeah. so I was always like <laughs> waiting for like that little stepping stone. It wasn't um, obvious at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, and then... Just the more I started doing that, you know, I, I was seeing you like pretty religiously for every week. Um, and the more I started to learn, the more I loved learning about the way you lift and the way the body works and all that sort of stuff. So that kind of, I remember just one day saying to you, I don't want to be a conveyancer anymore. I remember that day because you came in and you were like really upset. You're yeah, like, salty you just was so <laughs> salty and you were giving me nothing. I'm like, what's going on? And you're just like, like this is the best part of my week and I was like what do you mean like, I look forward to training every week I'm sitting there like why are you upset is that that's good and you're like well this is what I want to do and like that was kind of the turning point where you're kind of like this is what I want to do let's start planning out yeah and I remember you saying just here. to don't leave one foot you know <laughs> half <laughs> and you're like if you're going to do yeah. it you've just got to take that I can never articulate leap. that quote properly but I think it's if you leave your foot in one door you can never walk through the next yeah something along yeah. those lines and I was always like alright I've just got to do it so I remember just one day going into work and on my lunch break just looking up courses because I was like Lockie what do I need yeah, to do yeah the first step like, was just, just get yeah, qualified you're like you need to get your cert 3 4 and I was like okay cool so I just yeah. went into work that day and I applied for a course and I was like cool I'm going to do it online yeah. just keep working full time and I just pretty much smashed that out. Yeah. And I was like, what else can I do? And you're like, do the internship. Yeah. I was like, cool, I'll do that. And you're like, and we've got a 12-week course coming up. 
I was like, cool, I'll do that too. <laughs> you kind of ticked all the boxes in a yeah. very short period of time. Yeah, but it was um, uh, it was a lot to deal with at the time. Yeah. Um, but I knew what the end goal was, and I wanted to get there so bad. So I just did everything I could to kind of fast yeah. track it. <laughs> yeah, that was really really cool. How how much of a change was it for you, and what were the main, I guess, the struggles with it? from going from being a conveyancer to having all these this extra course coursework and you're doing the internship at the same time, plus you're still working. Mm-hmm. What were the hardest parts of it about making that change? Um, I guess I didn't really have that free time anymore. Yeah. So I guess my lunch breaks were studying. studying. I'd get home and I'd study, then weekends, and I'd almost give my make myself a little bit anxious if I was out doing something because I would think oh, I could be yeah. studying getting it done quicker so it was just wanting to fast track it which was which was hard um, but it wasn't it wasn't too bad I guess because it still had that income coming yeah. in but the was the easiest part because you knew there was an end goal and you knew yeah. what you wanted yeah and I didn't particularly know where I was going to be when I got yeah. qualified at all I was just like I just need to get it and then I'll figure it out from there yeah that's really cool I guess so many people sit there and tell themselves that they hate their job or hate what they do, but very few of them actually pull the trigger and make it happen, which is super cool. And that yeah. was awesome to see. Very motivating. Yes. Certainly got me out from that. What advice would you have for someone who's in that position, who's sitting there going, oh, do I make a change or not make a change? Um, I would say just if you're thinking about doing it, just do it. Don't try to plan it out and you know be like okay I'll go here 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 just vision yourself where you want to be and you'll figure it out along the way I guess I'm always all about the positive affirmations if you actually vision yourself doing it you'll do it definitely and that's everything that's what I've kind of where I am today I've visioned myself doing it so it's pretty cool it's really cool yeah yeah I can definitely like like I always kind of wanted to open a gym, but little things around the gym that I in my had in my head two, three years ago that were just ideas, they've all kind of eventuated because they were, they were there. Yeah, you write them down. And you, yeah. Yeah, you, you see them and you see what it looks like. And yeah, when you actually end up doing it, they all, they all happen. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you did the internship. Mm-hmm. What were the main things you got out of it? Uh... The main things I got out of it, I guess, was just seeing how you, especially everyone, like, I guess the different coaches, how you communicate with your clients. Yeah. Because um, that's a huge thing, you know, when it comes down to that coaching and that personal training, it's yeah. personal to them. So, you know, you might be like a certain way to someone, but then you wouldn't do that to someone else. So it was just cool um, seeing that um, and... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't really remember. Yeah. I didn't get to finish it either. <laughs> you're, you're, I had too much going on. And that, and that was kind of cool as well because you were able to, like, we were able to have a good chat and you were able to see that you were taking on too much. Mm-hmm. And we you realised that, well, something's got to give. And it ended mm-hmm. up being the internship. I think we finished, like, four or so weeks early. Yeah. But seeing a development from... And the cool thing was you trained yourself. And like, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we bang on about to the interns is you guys need to train yourselves because then you actually understand what it feels like and when you're talking and and fostering those relationships with your clients mm-hmm. you understand where they're at so it's yeah. really easy to communicate those things so you'd already kind of 
done a bit of an internship, I guess, under me and under other coaches mm-hmm. as, a, in, as a client as well, which was really, really cool. Um, but that, yeah, that ability to talk to people and to, and to get to know someone and, and like, I'm sure you do the same thing at, at Infinite, which we'll talk about in a minute, but when someone comes in here, the first thing we want to do is get to know them as well as possible because that yeah. allows us to foster a, a relationship and create an environment where they want to be. Yeah, and that's one of, I guess, one of the most important things too because people, you could go to any coach you wanted then, like if everyone does the same thing, but you'd rather go to someone that you've, you know, it's it's more than just the, the coaching, it's yeah. everything else, it's the way they make you feel, it's the advice they give you. Yeah. 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 So. And you want to come out of your session having learnt something, every mm-hmm. session, like yeah. even if it's something little about a little cue or mm-hmm. something different about how to look at your sleep or the way you're lifting or something like that. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about Infinite. So it was pretty soon after you'd finished everything that you, you got a job. Yeah, so I'd, I think Paul had got a text from BT saying, um, <coughs> we've been watching Elise, um, you know, we know she's doing a fitness course and all that sort of stuff, we're opening up a gym, uh, we want to meet up with her. Awesome. So I couldn't believe that, I thought, wow, this has just been being handed to me pretty much um i didn't want to get too excited because well, you've done the work it wasn't really yeah <laughs> but i don't know I, um, how you feel about lucky <laughs> it was just that the timing was yeah. perfect yeah so i finished my job in conveyancing and i had about a month off before i started with infinite but um they sat me down one day out in patterson lakes at a cafe and just kind of presented what they were opening up and just said we want you to be our female trainer awesome uh, this is Jim, so yeah, that was really cool. I was like, yeah, I'm bored, hundred percent. So, yeah, I started there fifth of December. Far out, it's almost twelve months. Yeah, it's coming up too. Getting there, mm. getting there. That's really cool. What <clears throat> were the main things that drew you to Infinite? Was it having, I guess, really awesome mentors like Benny and Steve to learn off? Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. Um, I guess the thing that drew me to it as well is because it was just so new and it was just uh, it was cool that they approached me about it I was like you know I must be setting some sort of example or you know that this is something that they means a lot to them yeah um they've put a lot of money a lot of time into this place and this is you know really long term for them so for them to reach out to me and want me to be a part of it was really cool um, and you know, just being like what Ben and Steve are like, they're pretty particular, and yeah. yeah. So I thought, you know, they wouldn't have someone who they didn't want um, to kind of grow with their business there. So yeah, that was pretty cool. It's really cool. And I knew I was just gonna learn a lot. I was just like fresh. Yeah, fresh, you were so like, keen to learn. That was yeah. the best part about it. Yeah. What What was the first couple of weeks like? Um, it was pretty slow. I guess um, one, I didn't have any clients. Yeah. I was doing a lot of reception work there because um, we always rece- there's always reception um, during all like the opening hours. hours. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty slow, and I just wanted to be training people. So I do a little bit of shadowing Ben and Steve, and then I slowly, once I got a client, um, you know, just kind of spiraled and just started to grow each time. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, and then once that happened. I really felt like more that I was doing my job. And Ben always said, he said, you know, we didn't get you in to be reception. We want you off there as soon as we can, but we want you to have 
I guess, an income as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. That's really cool. That. Was there any ever a time, I guess, the first month or, or two months where you're like, I don't know if I've made the right decision? No, I've actually never had that. Good. Yeah, I've awesome. not had that. Uh, there's been times where it's like, wow, well, this is different. Yeah. It's definitely harder than what I thought it would be. Yeah. Harder just, in what way? Um, I guess just the planning for planning for a PT and just I put it down to as well my personality and what I'm like. I'm not very out there. I'm not. I'm not an introvert. I guess I'm kind of in the middle. So yeah. for me to be switched on all the time and be motivating and um, doing that sort of stuff, it, by the end of the day, it can really take take a lot out of me. Yeah. Unless you're someone who's just like that naturally. So that was hard. But I found I've actually gotten a lot more. I can interact with people a lot more now. Because and this you job. probably know when you when you need time out, when you need some yeah. new time. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to just not talk and yeah. switch off. Which but. is which is perfectly fine. Like I guess, like introverts get their like recharge their batteries so to speak from themselves and spending mm-hmm. time by themselves when extroverts recharge their batteries by being around other people yeah and I guess sometimes you probably lean towards one side sometimes you're the other yeah um, I'll have different days yeah and I'll be like bouncing off the walls but this <laughs> job is actually making me come out of my shell so much more yeah well you have to to be like you know there are some introverts that are amazing coaches but to be able to put yourself in a, a busy hustle hustle bustle environment of a gym you need to be an extrovert yeah certain times I remember doing my first boot camp and I couldn't sleep that night. Like the night before, I felt sick. Yeah, because you're nervous. I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, And then, like now, I run them on my own and it's fine. Like, and I remember couldn't even speak words in front of people. So, but now I kind of get there and then people are there to see me and I feel like I'm in charge. That's awesome. You know, so that's pretty cool. What got you out of that? Your comfort, or what got you out of your comfort zone to allow you to do that? Was it just a matter of, well, I have to do it or was it? Yeah, I, I guess you just had to do it. Just got going through it makes you, um, well, it puts you in an environment where you have to do it. Like it, like you, it's kind of sink or swim. Yeah. Well, Steve would be like, you know, you're, I remember he would always take the start of the class and talk to everyone. And then it was about two minutes before we started the boot camp. He's like, all right, Alicia, you're taking the boot camp this morning and you're awesome. running the bit. And I was like, what? No, I'm not ready. And he's like, no, you have to. He's like, I've told you now because he didn't want you to dwell on it all night. He's That's like, very so you're good doing it. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of went up there and didn't have any time to prepare. So I just had to, I was like, all right, I've just got to go in and just do it. So I kind of put on a bigger front and. It actually went pretty well. I feel like I would have said things that I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you idiot. But, but you look back on it and then you learn. Like yeah, every, well, the every, next week it was easier. Yeah. So you've got every, to go through it. Every minute you put into coaching kind of pays you back because it allows you to learn and, and develop and, and things like that. Yeah. And I guess it's been like we've obviously done sessions on and off for the last 12 months while you've been working, but it's been really cool to see you develop under different people and under different coaches to kind of... Now you've got your own coaching identity. Yeah. Identity, which is, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah, and I guess that's that's important too. I mean, I Steve's very um, he's very out there, and he's been like one of the biggest mentors out of out of Ben and Steve, just in the sense that um, we've worked a lot together. Yeah. Um, and he's very loud, very motivating. Where, you know, I can be like that, but that's not my style of coaching, yeah. and it never will be. 
there's just certain things that I take from it and then I'm like, yeah, I'll use this, but I'll still stick to how I am. What is your style of coaching? If you could pitch it to a new client, um, what kind of coach are you? I, I'm very eyes on. Like I, I love to watch my clients watch certain things that they do that I can tell when they're uncomfortable yeah. or struggling with something. And I give positive feedback when it's needed. I don't do it when it's not necessary. That's good. You're not a cheerleader coach. No, no, it's just not me. I don't yeah. feel natural doing it. Yeah. If someone does something really good, I'll be like, you know, shit, yeah, that was so good. It's genuine but I'm genuinely though, yeah. happy for them that they've done it. So otherwise, I'm not over the top. It's not me. Awesome. Ten, what, ten months in, pretty much, to be yeah. a coach. What do you love about it? Uh, I love helping people. I just love seeing people's progress as well. Yeah. Um, and when they get something, when they've achieved something, you see how stoked they are. It's like really satisfying. Then you kind of think, oh, that was, you know, it's them because it's their hard work and their consistency, but it's your guidance that's helped them. It's yeah. really satisfying. It's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Really, really cool. Best job in the world. Always. It really is. I love it. <laughs> I, it's good. And it's funny. I've got a lot of the time when I coach people, I have... I'll honestly be watching them do something and I'll think of what you would be telling me when I was doing that exercise. That's cool. I do it all the time. So that's really cool. And that's helped me with awesome. coaching as well. Just I, I put myself in that position and like think of you when you were telling me and how it made me feel. I really like that. Yeah, so that was cool. Oh, stop it. It's going to get all emotional now. <laughs> what, do you, what do you dislike about being a coach? Um, I... Sometimes don't really like the split shifts because you're yeah. you get up in the morning, you get really up there early, and you're up and about, and you're motivated, and then you chill out for the day. You've eaten, yeah. you've sat down, and then you're like, I've got to go back into work now and be up and about. Yeah. So that I find that really hard sometimes. Yeah. Um. And yeah. sometimes I I don't like how sometimes you can't feel very satisfied with a session. Like know. with what you've done or what you've yeah like you what? don't like how the session went or the <laughs> the client doesn't look like they got much out of it yeah and it leaves you with like a bad taste yeah but that's all part of the learning experience though yeah. like that's there's always going to be good sessions and bad sessions you hope you have a significantly more good than bad but there's always going to be sessions that are kind of like well I didn't like how I did that or I didn't like how I wrote that or you know some days the, like clients will come in and they'll be super grumpy and you just won't be able to get anything out of them mm. but I guess it's just a matter of dealing with it, being aware of it, and going, well, is there anything I could change? Yes, no. Being self-aware and then moving on from there. Yeah. Um, and that, like, that's all part of coaching. It's just, yeah, taking the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the hours suck. Yeah, the hours are hard. Yeah. yeah. What time do you just start? Uh, the earliest is 5.30. I haven't done anything yeah. before that. <laughs> good thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I did a four o'clock session once. Yeah, that's hard. Once. Mm-hmm. Never again. Six o'clock is as early as I'll go. Yeah. Down. Four o'clock because then you'd have to be up at like quarter past three, yeah. three thirty. Yeah, yeah, that was gnarly. That was when I was young and stupid. Now I'm just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you have for younger coaches kind of coming up? Like you've someone that's still pretty fresh to the industry, but what's, yeah, what advice would you have for someone who's just starting? Uh I reckon would be to make sure you just absorb as much as you can and just take for people who are um, got more experience in the industry and want to give you advice 
just take it. You don't have to take all of it on, but just listen to people as well and just learn as much as you can. Um, because there's just, like you've always said, there's so much you don't know. Yeah. As, the more you know, the more you realise you don't know. So, awesome. yeah, that's probably my advice. Good. You changed it a little bit. Talk mm-hmm. to me about your injuries and, I guess, mm-hmm. dealing with them and, and someone that loves training and, and loves the let's work really hard part of training. Mm-hmm. How hard was it to deal with a couple of injuries, setbacks over a period of time? So I got... I developed hamstring tendinopathy in both my hamstrings. And double. Yeah. <laughs> that sucked. That was almost two years, I reckon, a year and a half of going through that and trying to work through it and yeah. I did therapy and I like went to a sports therapist, had like shockwave therapy. We had to strip things back and um just work on a lot of you know, ISO movements and stuff like yeah, that. A lot of isometric stuff and yeah. a lot of a lot of postural control and a lot of patterning that we kinda mm-hmm. had to yeah, strip back's probably a really good Yeah. Time. And that was frustrating because I couldn't do any running and I wanted to keep running. I completed a half marathon just before that happened so I was really set to do another one and yeah. you know beat that so that was super frustrating I couldn't really I couldn't deadlift um which is the worst it was the worst <laughs> it is but you became really like, really good at hip thrusts yes I did hip thrusts a life they're probably actually my favorite <laughs> exercise it's because um, you couldn't deadlift for so long yeah so that was really frustrating, but just staying consistent and really peeling it back. And then, yeah, it became better. Did your mindset change, I guess, throughout the injury, like throughout dealing with the industry, industry, injury? Injury? <laughs> no, it, I just worked on other things. That's I was awesome. like, well, I can't really do anything about it. Like I can, and I'm doing what I can. So I just work on other things. That's really cool. I guess yeah. so many people look at injuries and just kind of like, poor me, but it was really cool to see your mindset like as a coach, it was really easy to coach you through that because you were, well, I know this is an issue. I know we can't do this, this, and this, but here are the things we can do to improve it, mm-hmm. and let's work on all the weaknesses while we while we're while we're working through it. Mm-hmm. And that was that was super cool. Do you do you know? I guess what caused it was it a lot of running? Was it a lot of lifting? Was it a bit of both? I think it was a lot of running. Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of running. I was doing CrossFit and a lot of running. Um, and wasn't doing any mobility. I hadn't started strength training with you yet as yeah. well. So it was, I remember just being in Bali running along the beach and I was with Paulie and then all of a sudden I just felt this pain in the back of my hammies yeah. and I'd never felt it. It was really deep, like right under my butt. And I was like, oh, I've got this weird pain in my, in my hammy and I, I couldn't really describe it. And then it just started to get worse and worse. But I, yeah, and I kept pushing through it because I was like, well, I love running. I'm not going to not run. <laughs> yeah. And then it got to a point where it was just, it hurt to do like a fast walk. It hurt to wear high heels. And I was like, all right, I need to do something about it. So I stopped CrossFit and that's when I reached out to you. Yeah. And then we just had that change of mindset and around training where it was sometimes we've got to kind of blast you and work really hard, but then sometimes we've got to caress and, yeah. and look after look after your hammies and make sure we're not making them worse because I guess like one of the really really simple things that that I follow and we follow in here with injuries is if something makes something hurt doing more of that thing will probably make it worse yes Yes. (laughs) but which like it's a really hard to get it get your head around it when Mm -hmm. you can't necessarily do it yeah and things like that so 
yeah so how are they now they're so good awesome. they're strong yeah awesome. and you can do it now yeah do you think i guess changing that focus to quantity and changing it to maybe quality with like strength do you think that's what kind of got you through it yeah i think so yeah and just being consistent with it even so some of the exercises we do for it were like so frustrating because <laughs> they're boring yeah <laughs> yeah but they've definitely helped strengthen them so that's good awesome that's really cool how your i want to talk a little bit about your social media and and your instagram and i guess what you're trying to create with mm-hmm. that one of the big changes like since I met you to now has been your ability to get strong and really push how important being strong is. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of other things that come with being strong is being mobile and being able to move and all those kind mm-hmm. of things. But why do you think being strong is so important? Uh, I guess being strong, I feel that it empowers you as well. It's really empowering to be strong. Um, and just to be able to know that your body can, you know, if it's lift heavy weight or lift your own weight um, is, you know, a really good feeling. And I guess it just makes your whole... I feel like it gave me a strong mindset as well. Yeah. It, it helped me to think of goals and want to reach them because whether it be, all right, I want to be strong and lift this, it, was, it also helped me be like, all right, I want to set this goal outside of training and make sure I do it as well so that's really cool yeah is that I guess is that your the message you're trying to push on Instagram social media to all of your um groupies followers yeah and I guess just pushing that like exercise the way you look like body composition shouldn't be your main fuel to exercise awesome um it should be about the way it makes you feel um I guess it's just a like the way you look is just a byproduct of what you're doing. Yeah. So. How do you think people get get past that feeling of well, how this is how I look? Because I guess from a really simple standpoint, like we look at it, the, the way a mindset works, it's well, if I do this, I'll get to here. Mm-hmm. So it might be if I eat less like you used to be, or if I train a shitload, I'll lose weight and I'll look like this. Mm-hmm. How do you think people get past that? And I don't have an answer either. I just want to see where your head's at. Yeah, I guess for me, if if you shift your mindset with your training and say, okay, I want to go to 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 the gym because I want to get strong, I want to be able to do a pull-up, you'll start going to the gym and you'll start training to be good at a pull-up. And you won't be, that focus of trying to look a certain way won't really be your main fuel to go in there and train. That's awesome. So you'll start working on ways to get stronger in your pull-ups and all that sort of stuff and your body's just going to change without you even being so focused on it it. yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's what i feel like really changed for me yeah so it was more of a shift from i guess what you look like to a performance mindset yeah and like of course for me i still the the body composition like that's I, i still love that i love building muscle and you know, looking a certain way, but it definitely doesn't it's a, control me. Yeah, it's a part of it. Yeah. When do you think that changed for you? That change of mindset from body comp to performance? Can you uh, pinpoint a time? It was when I started strength training. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because I actually knew that 
like I used to squat and really not know what I was doing but when it was really broken down and I was educated on what I was doing and you know you start being able to lift heavier yeah I don't know it's just something about it just completely changed and it's been really cool to take some of my clients through that as well yeah yeah is that what's the most rewarding part part of seeing your clients mindset change because I guess a lot of people like a lot of coaches will focus on hey my client looked like this six months or six weeks ago and now they look like this but what's the most important part of that mindset change what's the best part about the mindset change seeing it seeing how I guess it affects affects their life and their moods and their attitudes I reckon yeah I guess the gym is just a just a mirror for life I think when when people's mindset change in the gym you see everything else start to tick over like the gym's a really really simple metaphor yeah it's just you give your body a stress it adapts you change you get better you give it another yeah. stress and you keep ticking goal, ticking boxes and reaching your goals and then when people start applying that to their life they, they get to where they want to get to like yeah. for you getting to being a coach a big part of that was probably your ability to see what you wanted and go mm-hmm. for it yeah 100% and that's like I don't with my clients, especially like my... I've got a few male clients, but my female clients, I never put an emphasis on the way they look. I don't awesome. even I don't even talk about it with them. Yeah. I'll, you know, if they do something... Like I've got a client and she couldn't even do a walking lunge. She couldn't even pull her body weight up from a lunge. Yeah. And now like I have her lunging with weights and I always like when her weights go up, it's just the emphasis on... You couldn't do that, you know, yeah. a month ago. We never talk about the way she looks. Awesome. ever and she doesn't talk about it you know so that's one big thing for me I guess is that I don't I don't let them come in and think that I'm going to pop them on the scales or yeah and then talk they about have, their eating yeah and, like that. and those mindset changes is something that you've kind of give them the power to have that for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. which is kind of the best thing about it like it's not just like a short-term change of getting them on a big calorie deficit and smashing them for six weeks. Like, you're actually teaching them and empowering them to be able to make the right decisions. Yeah, themselves. Going forward. And then it won't, you know, they'll just naturally do it. It'll be their lifestyle. Yeah, so. that's really cool. It's a little bit sadistic, but I like using the, the phrase with my clients, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, I need to make sure that you're going to be okay by yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is probably not the best way to look at it, but yeah. it kind of makes them think about it. I think. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. What do you think are the, I guess, the, the main drawbacks with social media and, body, and I guess, self-esteem and things like that? What are the, what are the negatives that come with social media? Uh, I guess a lot of, especially females, of looking at other girls on Instagram and wanting to look like them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, instead of just having them as inspiration or motivation, it's like they actually put it as like you know body goals hashtag body goals and <laughs> yeah, yeah I, which is definitely for me with my instagram is not something i want to um promote i want to inspire and motivate people but i don't want people to look at it and go i want to look like that that's not the message i'm trying to get across because yeah. you know everyone everyone's bodies are so different and my i guess for me growing up i've never it all depends as well on their genetics and the way they are. There's so many and factors. Which, yeah. Yeah. And everyone's bodies take differently, different parts. So for me, the way my body looks, 
I just because I look the way I look doesn't mean someone would train the way that I do and they'll look the way that I am. Yeah. Everyone's so different. My body just is the way it is because of, I guess, my genetics as well. Yeah, well, it's like it's your genetics, but it's everything that's happened from the day you were born up to now. Everything, like, has affected it in some way. Yeah. Um, like, the way our body... Like you, like, you know it, but you get five different clients and give them the same program, the same eating, the same sleep, the same mm-hmm. hydration, and they're all going to have slightly varied results from it. Yeah. So, yeah, that ability of people to differentiate between, well, I want to look like this person, but there's so many different things that go into it. There's so many other factors yeah, that exactly. you have to Yeah, exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's just getting people's mindset around it. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's good that that's the message you're trying to push because I think the world needs a little bit more, a little bit more of that, and a little bit less objectifying and and comparison and things mm-hmm. like that on social media because it just kind of creates a black hole for you know younger humans who are looking at social media for their identity and, and mm-hmm. what they want to be. Mm. All right, I've got a bunch of questions for you. Mm-hmm. You can be as short and succinct or as long as you want with these okay. answers. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be short. <laughs> <laughs> what is success to you? Uh, <clears throat> ooh, ooh, what is success to me? There's so many... Like, okay, this might be a little bit long. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's just success in so many different ways. Um, I guess success for me is... Um, figuring out what you want to do and doing it, you know. Um, being successful is living, like, a, f- a fulfilled life, having financial freedom. I don't know. There's so many. Yeah. I, this could go down so many different avenues for me. Um, cool. But successful is just, I guess, being happy in what you're doing and getting to where you want to be. Awesome. Yeah. Good answer. I'll leave it like that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's awesome. Where do you draw your inspiration? Or from who? From who? I, this is going to sound really, really corny. But I get a lot of inspiration from Paul. Good. Yeah. Um, he's probably one of the main reasons why I actually got better. So I just um, get a lot of inspiration because he pushes me and motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing. That's awesome. So, yeah, he's cool. He's like, yeah, best bud. Yeah. Love you, Paulie. Yeah, thanks, Paulie. What, what a man. <laughs> what are you grateful for? You can say Paul again if you want. Yeah, grateful for Paul. Um, I'm grateful for the relationships that I've built with people. Like where I am now, it's about... Yeah, I'm happy with the relationships that I've built with people and I'm really grateful for it because I feel like it's helped me get to where I am. Awesome. Yeah. If you could give teenage you one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. 
Can I come back to that one? <laughs> oh, no. No? Okay. Um, First thing that comes teenage in Teenage you, uh, well, I guess it just relates back to when I, when I, my eating disorder began. Yeah. Um, start strength training early. <laughs> yes, start strength training early um, and talk to people. Like, talk to someone about it. That was something I, I kept to myself for six years. That's crazy. Um, so... I think I would have got through it quicker and dealt with it if I hadn't spoken about it. Who was the first person you I kind of reached out to to chat to about? Um, I remember briefly talking to my mum about it, but okay. it I didn't really... I only brushed the surface and just said that I was having trouble with my body. Yeah. Didn't actually tell that I was unwell. So I actually never told anyone. I'd only... Yeah, I'd only told Paul when... I was getting better. Yeah. So, yeah, actually never. I kind of, and that's what I in, I think back to and I feel really happy with where I am is that I actually did it on my own. I figured it out on my own. Yeah. Which is a lot, like it's more than a lot of people can say. Yeah. Yeah. If you had your time again, would you have, I guess, reached out to different people and talked about it? I think so. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Awesome. What was the last book you read start to finish and what did you learn from it? I read the answer, um, and wait, what was the whole question? And what did you learn from it? Did I learn from it? It's so it's all about the way the brain works and the way we create habits from a really young age to to now, um, and about it's about in, you know making vision, like seeing a vision, and making sure that you set goals and timelines. Um, and so I guess I've learnt now to, if there is something that you want to do, do it. If you're not liking something, then you don't have to do it. Like, don't get stuck in a rut of something that you don't like doing. Whether it be if you're in a relationship, like, you don't have to be in it. Um, a job, you know, just... Make a change. Make it Yeah. Happen. Yeah, it was a really cool book. Awesome. Really cool. After you read. Yeah, you'd like it. If you could have a billboard on the Monash Freeway, what would you put on it? No. <laughs> I don't know. Radio silence. <laughs> Got the radio, can't see me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Oh, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> My dog's the cutest. What's it like being a mum now? Yeah, it's good. It was hard. At one point, I was like, "What have I got myself into?" <laughs> how long? How long into adopting Lenny was that? Like, oh, the first like two, three weeks, he was still really puppy, like really sleepy, and yeah. then I reckon it hit about a month, and he was just like feral. He drove me insane. <laughs> I I remember saying to Paul one day. And I felt so guilty after. I was like, he causes more grief, grief than he does happiness. Oh, no. And Paul was like, take that back. And I was like, <laughs> no. Now he's like out of that puppy stage. And yeah, I'm obs- we're obsessed with him. We both are. That's awesome. We love him. I actually got home today and Rosemary had picked him up without me knowing. Oh, from no. Paul. So you're like, where is he? I called Paul crying. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, someone's taking the dog. <laughs> he's like, mum's got him, mum's got him. <laughs> Yeah. Damn it, Rosemary. <laughs> Do you have any morning rituals? Um, 
morning rituals. I get a coffee, definitely. I have to have a coffee. I have to. Yeah. I remember once I was at work Coach and life. I couldn't get one. Yeah. So I went on my phone trying to see if Uber Eats could bring me a coffee. <laughs> it's not in this area. <laughs> <laughs> That's not ideal. Yeah. That's an addiction. It was, yeah, it was pretty hard. So definitely a morning coffee is probably my ritual. Awesome. Who are your biggest influences? So it can be anything, right? Anything. Um, again, Paul, <laughs> he's a big influence for me. Good. He's a wise man. He's just got a lot to say. So I just, I really take on stuff that he says. And I Good. think a lot of people will get that when they talk to him as well. Um, and I guess I've got a few, in terms of, I guess I was related back to training, but if it was training, it's, I've got some influences on Instagram that yep. I look at. And awesome. it's not that I look at them and be like, oh, I'm going to do this because they did it. It's learning off them and seeing Yeah. Them. Yeah. And that helps me in my life because that, that's what I do. I train and I train other people. So yeah. it does have a big influence on me. Awesome. Yeah. What's the nicest thing you've ever done for someone? This is the one question everyone gets stumped on. Yeah, it's a hard one. I did something nice the other day. I don't think it was the nicest thing I've ever done, but I walked into Safeway and I saw a girl who'd obviously gone into Safeway thinking that she was going to get one item and ended up buying, getting heaps. So she had her hands full of all this stuff. She was walking around like that. So I went up to her and I was like, oh, do you want a basket? <laughs> And she was like, oh, maybe. And I couldn't find a basket. So I was running around this, around Safeway trying to find her one. And then I found one and helped her put her stuff in. And then I was like, all right, see ya. Good. But um, that was like, just something little like that. I was like, I felt it was satisfying. Awesome. Yeah. Love your work. <laughs> if you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? Didn't say it'd be easy. Oh, that could be re remembered in one sentence. Yep. Um, oh, I really don't know, Lockie. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> For you, someone that inspired people to be better. That's cool. Because I think that's what you're doing. Cool. I'll take that. All right. A couple of favourites to finish off. Yeah. First thing that comes into your head. Favourite movie? Uh, the Mask. Because oh. it was actually on the other day in porno, pissing ourselves. Best movie. Favourite quote? Uh, people are mean, but we're meaner to ourselves. Taylor cool. Swift. Not so good now. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite recording artist? Taylor Swift. Carry on. <laughs> Favourite resource for new information? Oh. The internet. Which part of it? Oh, all of many. it. There's all so many, it? like social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's so much because then people's social media like links to 
websites and everything. So yeah. there's cool. just so much out there. Yeah. But heaps of information. But actually, probably a good old book, I reckon. Yeah. But more like more so for me, I like ones that are like life coaching kind of business ones. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I like I like flicking going from like the books I read or listen to from a business one to like a, a person one to a business one to a person person yeah. one which helps I haven't read a lot of them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul's more like really into them onto the next yeah but I I've read some and I aim to I actually just bought a book the other day awesome it's called like uh, what is it dot com secrets sweet mm. good favourite hobby favourite hobby um, well, I love training, but actually, my favourite hobby was probably I don't do it anymore, but I loved netball and awesome. just running. Will you ever go back? Probably not, but um, I actually, so growing up, I used to play, do karate, and I'm awesome. thinking of doing something like not karate, but yeah. maybe Muay Thai, just something really. I like being. Yeah. I just want to be It's going to be a challenge. Yeah, I just need something different. Yeah, good. Uh, where can people find you if they want to hear about you or from you or anything like that? Hey, Cam. <laughs> See you, Cam. <laughs> um, so hey. if they want to... If they want to find you, follow you, talk to you. Yeah. Don't have to give your mobile number, but... No. Um, well, I guess my Instagram. Yeah. Um, I got my email address if anyone ever has any questions to email me for any advice or awesome. even comment on my videos oh, let cool. me know if you use my videos and like <laughs> tell me not to be like oh that's mine but I just want to it's cool to get people's feedback about yeah. it as well and what they like awesome. how they found it and stuff yeah cool um, I'll put all your details and email and stuff in the in the notes for this but thank you very much for coming on no worries have fun? Uh, yeah it was good love your yeah. work thank any, you any more for any more good love your work good. thank you